0: keep rolling with Jesus and uh, we're going to move right along here. The Lord has been dealing with me now for the last couple of weeks. I didn't realize it was going to all tie together, but the Lord does wonderful things in how he puts things together. And um, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, in case you weren't here, we talked about what water bottles you were carrying. And uh, last week we talked about if If you're a hose or a bucket, if you don't have any clue what those things are about, you need to go back and watch them because I believe they will help you in your walk with Jesus Christ. And uh, today we're going to continue sort of in that vein because the Lord has been dealing with me personally and others as well. I've I've heard others confirm this. I don't think it's just unique to me. i felt others have confirmed the same thing, but I believe he's dealing with us as a body as well, and that is that a renewed dedication to connecting to Jesus if this doesn 't go back to connecting to jesus we 're really just wasting our time last uh, right at the end of last year in the week end of December, beginning of January, praying for for the Lord asking praying to the Lord, asking him what he wanted to speak and how and what he wanted the direction to be, and he just kind of just kept putting back in my spirit simply jesus simply jesus simply jesus we complicate things so much we make things so difficult that in the end it really just comes back to simply jesus doesn't have to be more complicated than that i want to draw your attention to a scripture that is a very familiar passage of scripture it's a very inspirational passage of scripture i've seen it on pictures and seen it on paintings Jeremiah chapter seventeen, verse number uh let's do verse number seven Jeremiah seventeen verse seven says, "Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spread out its roots by the river, and he will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and he, he will not and will not be anxious." in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. For just a few moments today, I want you to think about this as we follow the Holy Ghost today and what the Lord wants to do. I want you to think about these two words, crooked and connected. Crooked and connected. Jesus carried a theme that we're kind of on here for a moment as he talked in Matthew chapter 7, just for a moment here, just listen to the connection here throughout Matthew chapter 7 and then again in Matthew chapter 12. But he started all the way back in Matthew chapter 3. It said, Matthew chapter 3, verse number 10, says, even now the axe is laid to the root of the tree. Therefore, every tree, everybody say every tree, which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. Later on, Matthew chapter seven, verse fifteen says, "Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep 's clothing, but inwardly they are uh, they are wolves, you will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, and but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree, everybody see every tree." Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, by their fruits, you will know them. And finally, Matthew chapter 12 says this. Either make the tree good and its fruits good or else make the tree bad and its fruits, fruits bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. I don't think today if I ask you to describe yourself that most of you would start with the sentence, I'm a tree. I don't think that would be on your Facebook profile. I don't think that would be in your Instagram description. I don't think you would put that on your resume. I don't think you would put that in a tagline if you were signing up to eHarmony. Single and looking, I'm a tree. Not exactly something we would describe, but, but Jesus uses this connection that started all the way back in Jeremiah of the imagery of a tree. The other day, I was sitting, and at this current time, we're in between houses, and so we've been living uh, at my parents' house. And so I was sitting, uh, and they have windows that face the back of their out the back of their house, and it's surrounded by trees. And I was sitting in their uh, living room, looking out the window. Uh, this week, I don't know what day it was—Wednesday, Thursday, one of the days—and uh, just sort of. One of those times where you're just sort of staring off. I think there were some birds that were flying through the trees. They've they've had a a vulture problem lately. And I mean, seriously, there's like 40 or 50 vultures uh, that have been circling consistently. And I told the Lord, I said, I know you're trying to kill my flesh, but I mean, is this a sign that I'm almost dead? I mean, it's intense. So I was staring out the window and, 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 and looking sort of into the trees, not really particularly focusing on any one tree, just sort of getting that one, when you kind of look at something and everything is just there, but nothing is in focus. And so I'm looking at the, fo- the trees, and, and it's wintertime, and there's no, there's no green leaves to block the, the view of the forest. And so it's just nothing but a tangled web of branches. Branches going every which direction, and uh, and as I begin to do, as I begin to sit there and look at this, it, some things just begin to hit me, and I, and I realized that of all the trees back there, I don't know how many trees would be back here in this in this this cone of this visual cone that I had, but I, I would imagine we're, we're well into hundreds of trees that were back there in this sort of visual cone that I could see from my vantage point. And I realized something. I know it's not brilliant and, 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 and just going to change your life today, but I realized not one of those trees was, same, was the same, exactly the same way. I think most of them were probably of the same species, and there were some other species uh, mixed in. But, but I noticed that even the ones that were of similar species or even the same species, they were different. And I began to look at the trees and I began to look at sort of the, the way the, 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 the trees came up out of the ground and the way they began to sprout off and, and, and I began to see the, 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 the paths of the limbs as they began to, to, to canopy over the, f- the floor of the, of, the, uh, of the woods behind my parents' house. And this thought hit me, why do trees grow crooked? Why do trees grow crooked? Now, maybe you are a—is uh, 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 it an arbor, arborist? Arborist—is that correct? Is that a tree person? An arborist? Nice. Jeopardy's really paying off lately. <laughs> what is an arborist, Alex? For two hundred. Um, maybe you know all this already, but I didn't know really why trees grew crooked. I, I didn't understand why trees grew, grew crooked, but. But but because we are just blessed to be able to have technology, being the inquisitive person I am, I decided, let's go find out why trees grow crooked. So I began to type away on the Google machine, why do trees grow crooked? And I began to read about trees and the way they grow and the reason they grow their certain way. And I say that because I'll get back to the reason why trees grow crooked in a lot of ways, but... I think we, we really think of ourselves more as telephone poles than trees. I think we look at our our walk with God or our journey to know Jesus Christ as a telephone pole type deal. We want to grow vertically. We want to go trawl straight. We want, to, we want to grow in this confinement. And so when when we look at ourselves and we describe or we, 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 we imagine what kind of connection that we want to have? And again, we're going back to connection. Remember, crooked and connected. When we think about being connected to Jesus and we talk about our growth in him, I think if we would, if we would look at the imagery, we would probably describe it more as a telephone pole. That the only thing that's important to God is vertical. The only thing that's more important to God is, is, is straight, vertical, uniformity. So I want to go to a church where everyone is the same telephone pole. So you drive down the road, and, and, and I don't know of anybody, maybe you do, and if you do, I guess there's always one, but I don't know of anyone that's driving down the road and stops and goes, that is one beautiful telephone pole. Look at that telephone pole, so majestic. The way, the, the way it just stands there majestically. Telephone poles have no characteristic. They have no character. They have no beauty. They're just tall and straight. Are they functional? Yes, they function." but there's nothing to them. And for that telephone pole to become a telephone pole, it required you to take a tree and to remove the crooked places to make it straight. But you made it functional, but then you took away what a tree was built to be. Yes, it still has function. Telephone pole stands there, attach wires, keeps it off the ground and provides electricity for you to to be able to do what you want to do in your house and and, and all those things have function and, and yes, you can say that a telephone pole has a purpose, but in order to get to that telephone pole, that tree had to be completely reshapened. it lost its uniqueness. I have had the opportunity there some of you don 't know this um, I, I think I used this when I was pastoring in Arnold. But the facility we have in Arnold, uh, that's been there now since 1983, there is a park that's right around the corner. It's called Arnold Park, and uh, it's a it's a collection of baseball fields and a and it has a football field connected to it, um, and, and and it's got kind of a lower uh, a, a lower section and a middle section and a, and then I mean upper section, a middle section, a lower section. And on the middle section, it's a field. It's a big football field with a baseball field in one corner. And you would never know it. It's, it's, it's not advertised. It's not something that had a big sign, a big plaque. But if you went to the opposite end of the field from where the parking lot is, and you, some of you have been there, and you will know, and why I'm describing it, where this is. But if you go to the full opposite end of the football field, there's a fence. If you peel back... The layer of the fence and climb underneath, or you went around the edges of the fence and you went down the hill. There, standing before you, was the second largest white oak tree in America. At the time that it stood, it was the second largest white oak tree in America. There was only one oak tree at the time that was that 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 beat it, and then something happened to it. It got sick. It died, and for for a. Period of years, I don't know how long it was, but it was the largest white oak tree in all of America stood right there, this field. I remember when I finally discovered that it was there, I, I, I took the trek across the football field, climbed around the fence and went there, and I, I looked at this tree and, and it just was absolutely magnificent. It was breathtaking. The size of the tree the the, the 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 absolute massive circumference of the trunk at its base and and, and so I mean it must have had three or four different uh, parts of it that went off that each one of them by themselves could have been a huge tree it was ama- it was it was just amazing, sadly, on a side note, several years ago, we had a bad storm that went through Arnold, and lightning struck it and split the tree and. Now it's, I'm pretty sure, pretty much down to nothing. But that was a beautiful tree, beautiful. I've never been there, some of you may have, but one of my bucket list things would be to go to the the redwood forest in California to see those trees, those trees that tower 200, 300 feet in the air that, that stand majestically, that have been there for literally decades centuries that have withstood economic problems, wars, but the tree didn't care because the tree just grew. Those trees are beautiful, but I've never seen a telephone pole that I thought was beautiful. Because you see, there's something about connection that brings a crookedness to our lives. Because it's hard to be connected and stay straight. But sometimes when you're connected, you get crooked. And so in the end, you're crooked and connected. Because as I begin to look at those trees and I begin to ponder in my mind as I, the question kind of played over again, why do tree, trees grow crooked? I began to look online and began to look and see why do trees grow crooked? There's three factors that really affect tree growth. I'm not here to give you a science lesson today, but work with me here because I think they're all important. Three factors that affect tree growth. Number one, trees grow to maximize their ability to capture light. The wider they go and the, the bigger they are and the larger the canopy, the more light that they can capture. We all know because of the process of photosynthesis, light is important to the growth of trees. The second thing that affects growth in a tree is gravity. The forces of gravity pulling at that tree as it as it begins to lift itself out of the ground and begins to, to reach for the sky where the light is, where the warmth is, where there's an ability to grow. Gravity is always working against its growth. But the gravity creates... Because if it wasn't for gravity... Trees would grow vertically, and their canopy would be very small. But because gravity begins to work, that tree begins to be pulled outwardly as it grows upwardly. And instead of getting these telephone poles, you begin to get a beautiful canopy. The third thing that affects tree growth and direction is wind. You can go in certain forests in the world, and you can see there's a prevailing wind and that prevailing wind that all oh, the trees seem to grow in the same direction. There's other little factors. I mean, obviously, room for a tree to grow. If You put a tree between two brick walls, that tree is going to grow upward because it's going to feel the barriers around it. But in, 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 in short, those three factors, light, gravity, and wind. I want to bring you back for a moment to a scripture I used last week that was the crux of last week's message. But I want to bring you back again today to this. Jesus said this, I am divine and my father is the vine dresser. This is John chapter 15, verse 1. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. We keep getting back to this fruit thing. Fruit, fruit. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch, everybody say branch, cannot, absolutely cannot bear fruit unless it abides in the vine. A branch cannot bear fruit unless it's abiding in the vine. I don't know why I've been on this kick the last couple of weeks. Don't, don't, don't be alarmed. I'm not leaving. I'm still here. I have been in a prop. If you look at this branch that I pulled from the woods, just a few, and I begin to look at it from the standpoint of what we talked about, that I actually did snap it off where it was growing. You look at this tree, every single one of these branches tells a story about the effects of this tree. Every one of these shoots that come off here had three main forces that were working with it. It was the desire for more light, it was the pull of gravity, and it was the push of the wind. But when you see those forces working together, it creates something that's unique i must have picked up probably 20 different branches out in the trees a few i'm sure someone thought is that guy okay why is a guy with a suit picking up trees i mean shouldn't he be dressed differently if he's working you see i looked at all of them and, and not one one of them was the same all of them were different they were all unique they had one characteristic that made them similar. They were branches. That was it. I couldn't find two branches in my quick stand of the woods, and the floor of the woods. I couldn't find two branches that were the same, and, and, and each one of them told a story. And this one obviously just was the easiest one to carry. I wanted to bring one of them. I, I mean, I wanted to bring like a 20-footer in here, but I didn't think the school would appreciate that. But it's amazing because obviously this branch was connected to a larger offshoot of the tree and that was connected to the trunk. And to know that as that tree began to grow from the seed that was planted however many years ago. I, I, when we started Antioch West, being the historian I am, I came across a book that someone had written about the history of this area. That the history of this area is amazing. We, we just don't realize it. Uh, but the, the, a lot of you come in from 50. A lot of you come down from the sort of the Severn area, 97. But for those of you that come in from 50, when you cross that intersection there that is where the highs is now, that 450 Generals Highway that crosses over, 424, which is the road that goes across here. Just a little side note, time out for a history lesson. Right down from there during the Civil War, a group of Union soldiers was marching down that road. And there was a group of men that laid an ambush down at Governor's Bridge, uh, right down here at the, I believe it's called Governor's Bridge. They laid an ambush waiting for the Union soldiers And there was a small skirmish that happened for the Civil War right down here. And then there was a point in time during the Revolutionary War. There's a test at the end of this, just in case. You can't pass today unless you take the test. During the Revolutionary War, uh, this area was very, uh, had a lot of stuff going on. It It was sort of nutty stuff happening but then as that sort of history from the revolutionary war of all the people living around here when they got to the civil war there was a lot of southern sympathizers here in this area we think of ourselves as a northern state but we were really divided and so because this was a northern territory mostly the union soldiers began to come through and round up able bodied men well there was one little fella forgot his name he decided he wasn't going to war so he decided, I'm going to hang out, and literally, it's no joke, he hung out for months right behind your guy's house. So if you see remnants back there, he's left some trails. Brother and sister Winnington live right around the corner from this. So these trees weren't seeded yesterday. Their history goes back hundreds of years and so as that seed was buried into the ground long before there was a revolutionary war long before there was a civil war these forests were here and and as that tree began to grow it, it began to grow and every part of that tree tells a story of something that affected that tree but that tree stands now 200 years because of the effect that growth of the outside had on it and if it would have grown straight it wouldn't be here today. You see, I'm not a telephone pole. My life, if you look at my story today, my story doesn't read like a telephone pole. I, I, I'm almost 40 years old, and I look back at the history of my life, I can't describe it to you as a telephone pole. doesn't look like That was, that's not how my life reads. That's not how the story and the script of my life reads. Because, you see, there's one driving factor that's always been a part of me from as long as I can remember. And everybody in this room should have the same driving factor. We want to grow to the light. For he is light. And in him there is no darkness. The biggest desire all of us have in here today that drives our growth in Jesus Christ is a desire to grow to the light. We're all growing in light today. We're all striving to grow. We, we, we're, it's not about where I am or where you are. I'm farther along than you. Compared to who? What? There's no measurement today. You say, well, I haven't been here for 39 years. You're so far ahead of me. No, actually, we're all on the same level. Because why? We're all where Jesus wants us to be. So we have this driving factor in all of this, is we all want to grow to the light. But you see, when God put us on this earth, he didn't put us on this earth to grow like a telephone. See, that's one of the problems I've struggled with my entire life with religion. Religion wants to produce telephone poles. So people come in to the body of Christ and their life tells a story. And because we want everybody to be telephone poles, we say, you got to get rid of that. That's, that's, mm, no, no, there's, there's no room for that in here. No, no. No, no, we got to, ooh, get rid of that. That's bad. You don't, ooh, you know, everyone's got to start to look the same, right? Because we can't stand any branches. We got to have poles. We work on here, and then we come along, and we say, well, someone pulled my limb off. You need to get rid of your limb. And so we walk around, and we just start pulling everybody, and then we get them looking like we think they should look. We'll leave a little bit of crooked in there because, you know, everybody's got a testimony. (laughs) I once was lost, but now I'm found. I got a little crooked in me, but you know what? I'm now cleaned up. I look good. All my, my stuff that used to be my story is all gone, and now we all come to church, and we all wave our branches to Jesus. we've lost what made us who we are. Because you know what? Every one of you, gravity has pulled at you in different ways. Gravity, life. Some of you have been pulled by the gravity of hurt. Some of you have been pulled by the gravity of disappointment. Some of you have been pulled by the gravity of broken dreams. Some of you have been pulled by the gravity of a broken home that you grew up in. Some of you have been pulled by the gravity of failed adventures and failed schemes and failed dreams. Some of you, you're pulled by the gravity of a mom who left you, a dad who left you. Some of you are pulled by the gravity of an abuse. Situation. Some of you have been pulled by the gravity and so you come and you come to God and you've got all these branches going every different way and, and, and you come to God and you want to grow vertically but there's still things left in your life that as you grow vertically it seems like your life continues to splinter in all different directions and then, and then we have trials and situations that blow in like the wind. We come through and the, and the winter winds blow and the summer winds are blowing in from across the sea, and whoosh, whoosh, and all of a sudden now our life is growing in different directions, and and we're unique. And then we come to church, and everyone says, "You can't have you 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 you, you can't you can't grow that way. That's bad. You you got to get cleaned up, and 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 you can't have that right. And you gotta you you gotta get rid of all that. And 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 so then we feel like, well, well, God, why are you letting all this stuff happen to me? I'm supposed to look like this, but yet. Life is doing this. Then we get frustrated. Then we get, we struggle because we feel like this. But yet we're supposed to look like this. Who would have thought Jesus was in the woods right over there? (laughs) See? This is... Is never going to touch the world. This is never going to be able to capture. The greatness of Jesus. Because you see. If. The rain falls on a telephone pole. It hits the pole, but it can only hit so much. But if you've ever been to a tree that has spread its leaves and spread its limbs and the canopy of that tree has reached out, you can stand underneath that tree and not even feel the effect of the rain because the tree keeps you. And then what happens? Life's going to rain. When you've got a telephone pole connection with God because all you're worried about is vertical growth, And you've eliminated gravity and wind out of your life because that's bad. And, you know, religion teaches us we've got to be this. And God's making us like this. And guess what? Rain comes. And what happens? We're running around going, the rain, it's affecting me. Rain. And then we sing songs like, come on in this house, there's no rain. But you know what? I can't live here in this house. So I come in for an hour and a half on Sunday and I feel the rain stop, but then I'm like, (laughs) Monday's coming rain's coming because telephone poles can't keep the rain off your head. But you see, when you've grown and your branches have moved and gravity on you and instead of growing vertically you've grown outwardly and and you've had fractures and splinters in your life, and you've gone this way, and God's taught you faith over here, and He's taught you trust over here, and he, He's had you hope this way, and He's 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 taken you this way, and you've reached out for that, and you've reached to believe in that way, and and it feels like God, I've reached but I failed, and I, I I've I've reached over here but it didn't work out, and God, I thought you were going to do this over here, but you didn't do it, and you're like, what's going on, God? He goes, I'm just trying to get your tree bigger. Because we look at everything like this. Anything that takes us that way, we don't want. Faith that doesn't somehow take us higher. No, get rid of it. Because you know why? To be connected needs, I've got to be crooked. And the true power of Jesus is to be crooked. Crooked. And connected. Do you know what today? I look across this room, and I mean this with all affection. I see a lot of crooked people. But crooked and connected. You know, Keith, it's been a life and a half for you, man. Your tree goes in 4,000 different directions, doesn't it? You come here, it's not God's design to prune you down and make you a telephone pole. Because if we do, we lose the power of your story. Because it's those places of hurt, it's those places of disappointment, it's those places of mistakes and the places of success. All those things that have shaped you to be a tree that can be planted by the water we've got to stop measuring ourselves to the telephone pole and begin to measure ourselves by not what we look like in our growth but yet what we're connected to see growth, growth brother England is not defined by what I look like growth is defined by what I'm That was a Selah moment. Because you see, we've defined people by function. So we got a bunch of telephone poles, but it's okay because we're used of God. Hanging wires. But if you look at the Word of God, there was a lot of crooked people in the Word of God. Not only crooked, but there were some crooks too. Look at the people in the word of God. They were crooked. Abraham, crooked. Jacob, crooked. David, crooked. Rahab, crooked. Naomi and Ruth, crooked. Peter. I mean, need we say more? That guy was all over the place. There's a tree in my parents' woods. It's, 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 I took a picture of it because it was so unique. It's got this one tree that goes up. Part of it's dead. Part of it's alive. It has this branch that goes off almost at a 90-degree angle. My wife saw it so she can verify this is not one of those things preachers make up to make a point. This is real. I can take you to the spot, okay? This is not a good... Did he make that up? No, it's serious. I saw it in my own two eyes. My wife saw it. Actually, Brother brother Brant saw it. I'm sure Brother Whaley has seen it at one point tramping around those woods, it goes up, it goes 90 degrees, and then it it literally, as if a seed floated out of the air and landed on this branch, there is a completely different tree growing off the branch straight up as a whole other tree. It was just like, you can't find that made by man. That's a God tree right there. You know what? That's how sometimes... It is. We grow and then sometimes things die. But God brings new life on dead things and we just keep growing. Because ultimately, somewhere even in that dead tree, there must be some remnants of life that still feeds that new tree. So don't judge me by the deadness of my past because there's still some stuff that's growing in me. I may be dead in some areas, but there's life in me. Because ultimately, you know what? It's not what the limb looks like that matters. It's what it's connected to is what really, truly counts. Because you see, I picked this tree up, this limb up. The thing that struck me about this limb that probably strikes you is there's several things that I can see. You notice something? It's moving in the same direction. It must have been blown as it grew. Look, it's all go. I didn't do that. That just Look, it's all going that direction. I don't know how it was connected to the tree, but whichever way it's connected to the tree, everything is sort of moving in the same direction. When I hold it, it sort of has a natural balance like this. So it seems like the wind must have blown. the. But here's the thing. What's amazing is I picked this up, and it still has that smell, this almost like a pine smell to it. This must have just fallen off. And see, the problem is, If you just pick this up, it still feels like it's alive. still looks like it's alive. You can wave it around going, look, it's it's alive. But there's nobody in here today that would argue the fact that give it time. It's not going to survive. Why? Because it lost its connection. That's the problem when you lose your connection. That's the problem, how the, how the adversary lulls you to sleep. You see, you get disconnected from the body, but you still feel like there's life. So he says, you don't need connection. you go okay without the body. You don't need to do all that stuff and, 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 and all that small group stuff and all this discipleship stuff. You don't need that. He look, you've been disconnected, and you're still okay. There's growth. But see, give it time. I don't know what the the decay cycle is on a branch of this nature. But I would imagine, come back in a month, it's not going to feel the same. You see, eventually it's going to lose its feeling of elasticity. It's got life and it's able to withstand. But eventually it's going to get harder. It's going to dry out. It's going to lose the moisture, the water. It's going to lose it and begin to dry out it, and, and then when you come back in a month, this is going to be dry, and you'll be to snap it off. Eventually, all this is going to turn and wilt away, not because there's something wrong with this branch, it's because it's lost its connection. You'll have to go back and say, "We got to change the branch. It's dying. What's wrong with the branch? It's simple. We just lost its connection." I don't. I don't need. I don't. I don't need to 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 try to figure out how to change the method of the branch. We all need to be different branches today because look, we're all withering. No, it's very simple. It's simply Jesus. Because if we'll I lose the connection to Him, and I've watched it's so sad, I've watched this story play out year after year. I've watched people gather together. And they come in, and they're disconnected to Jesus. But because they still look like a tree, smell like a tree, feel like a tree, they justify, it's okay to be disconnected. I don't need to pray. I don't need to talk to Jesus. I'm okay. My life's still okay. But you don't realize, the longer you stay disconnected, you're eventually going to go from this that's able to grow and bend and be flexible, that when the storms of life, the winds of life, you get you flex, yeah. Come on, let's be honest. When you live for God, you're not always going to be on the mountain. You're going to have some flex in your faith, some flex in your hope. You're going to have some flex. It's always going to feel like on your mountain, but you let it long enough eventually dry, broken, nothing but broken fragments of what used to be. What was the problem? Is it, the, is it somehow trees have lost their function? Is it somehow there's no love left in these trees? Oh, no. Just lost the connection. Lost its connection. It's simply as it lost its connection. And therefore, all the beauty of the tree now withers away. All of those branches that that took probably tens and hundreds of years to, to reach in so many different directions, now all that is pointless. The only reason... I'm just making a mess up here. I'm sorry. I'll clean it up later. The only reason, Keith, it's me and you in a moment, just we're going to hang out for a second. See, only reason why all this stuff matters, all these different shoots. I mean, like, look at this branch. Why did that all of a sudden decide to go that way? I don't know. Why did it seem like five years ago, life went this way? Why 10 years ago, this popped out? I don't know. I don't know. Why did this happen to me? When I go and look at all the other limbs in the forest and I don't see them have this. Why? The only reason this has any purpose is because it's connected. And the connection it gives is its purpose. See, when I lose connection, I start questioning all the things in my life. When I lose connection, I don't understand why. Why did this happen? Why? Smells good, man. Smell that. It's got life. It's life. It smells right. It's got life. But we already know that the seed of death has been planted because it's lost its connection. Am I here today to break down the word to you? Tell you grow this way? Grow that way? Oh, all of you people that are growing crooked, you need to fall on your face and repent before God because there's no room in this church for crooked people. We only got telephone poles. That's not what we're supposed to be. My job and my responsibility is to point you to Jesus. When I go to, out to this world, my job is not to bring people to the sawmill of the house of God so we can cut them down and shape them up. I mean, we're walking at it. Let's might go all the way. I mean, come on. I've been there before. Come to church, and that's what you hear. Saw dust everywhere. <laughs> Cutting and slicing, and you know what? Here's the problem. They moved the cart the wrong way. They put it on. They moved the uh, the, uh, the ark the wrong way. They put it on the, a cart. Do you know what a cart is made out of? Boards and big wheels. It's made out of trees. In order to get a cart, you got to cut down some trees and reshape them. I wonder sometimes if we try to carry God on our reshapen religion. And God says, no, 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 you're not carrying me on that. Because in the end, you're supposed to carry me on your shoulders. Every one of those priests were unique. They weren't quadruplets. They were each unique men. I don't know if they were all the same size. I guess they were probably one a little taller than the other, one a little heavier than the other. One probably had a little different, different this, a little different that personality because they're all different. You see, the problem is when we get in this mindset, connection doesn't matter. Because you see, you can use a telephone pole and it doesn't have to be connected. So what happens when we start trying to be a telephone pole? We don't care about connection. All we care about is the uniformity of shape. Because connection doesn't matter. We care about two things what it looks like, and can it function? Not, is it crooked? This thought hit me today. The Lord was speaking this to my spirit for me as well. I'm crooked in all the right places. Man, I am. I look at back at my life, I'm a crooked mess. But Brother Jolan, I'm crooked. In all the right places. I love going to Brother Jolin's group. I say this affectionately because your group is connected, but there's a lot of crookedness in the group. Starting with the leader, that's the biggest crook in the whole bunch. Crooked is beautiful, but I sat there and I watched a group of people that if you look at them at a religious standpoint, you go, wait a minute, there's no telephone poles here. But I looked at a group of people as they poured their heart out. They were talking about Jesus. Crooked, but connected. I'm here today to try to get you to become a telephone pole so we can put you on the mantle and say they're functional and they're straight. I'm just simply here today to ask you, what are you connecting? Because it doesn't matter that you're crooked. It matters that you're connected. It doesn't matter to God that you're crooked. It matters to him that you're connected. We have focused so much of our efforts and energy in our personal life trying to make things straight. And we've lost the power purpose of connection. If I could focus on connection, I don't care about being crooked because I know that the crookedness is allowing me to capture more light. I look across here, and I'm I'm finished with this. I I am. I'm I'm seriously feel like we're coming to a close. I look across here and I see a lot of crooked stories. I see a, a, I see Brother Jack 30 year journey of crookedness but you know what's beautiful about your crooked story is that when you lift your hands when we're worshiping and I look back there and I see your face and I see your hands lifted and I see tears effortlessly flowing down your face because you know what it's that crooked story that's allowed you to reach out and capture more of Jesus do you know who are the best worshipers are the ones that are the most crooked. You know who are the worst worshipers? Telephone poles. Cuz they sit there in their straightness. Because they look right, but they got nothing to capture. But I see people come in here in their crookedness, and they lift their crooked fingers and their crooked arms and they're looking their crooked bodies, but they're capturing so much of Jesus in their crookedness. We don't need a straight church. A straight church can't reach the world. We need a church of crooked trees that we can stretch our canopies and say, God, rain your light down on us. Because you know what? Brother Eric, if it wasn't for those crooked places, I would not know God like I know him today. If it wasn't for the crooked pieces of my story, I wouldn't know Jesus like I did today. It wasn't the straight places that showed me who he was. It was the crooked places where I got to see God face to face. I didn't meet him in the straight places. I met him in the crooked places. I met him in the crooked places of pain. I met him in the crooked places of of. of sin, and I've met him in the crooked places of my mistakes. I've met him in the crooked places of my past. I've met him in the crooked places of my disappointment. I've met him in the crooked places of my doubt. I've met him in the crooked places of laying in the back of a truck three days on the road with all of life slipping out of me, tears flowing down, and I just simply could say, Jesus, but it was that crooked places that I saw him. Stop running from the crooked places because the crooked places are going to show you God like you've never seen. The crooked places are going to expand your ability to capture Jesus. Stop trying to force God to make you a telephone pole. He said every tree If he said every tree, he didn't lose any tree out. And every tree's unique. Every tree's unique. Mike, I see 30, 40 years of branches going every different direction. And there are times you've beaten yourself up because you weren't a pole. You were a tree crooked. But it's those crooked places. When the story is finally written, it's those crooked places that are going to tell the majesty of who Jesus is. It's the crooked places of all the stuff you've been through. All the junk heaped on you. Every time you get off the mat, boom, back down again. And you lay there and birds are spinning and you're just dazed. And, and the devil's like, I got her now. Seven. Eight. Nine 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 he can't get ten out and you climb yourself back up off that mat with the strength of Jesus and you get your feet back in and then life hammers you down again but it's every one of those down and ups that have created crooked places but you can sit here today hands lifted and you see Jesus in a way you can't see him in the straight places Can we finally get to the point in our life that we stop trying to ask God to take away our crooked places? Because if he takes away our crooked places, we will miss seeing him for who he is. He did say, Sister Ivy, you know what? I'll come along and I'll prune some stuff off. There are times God does take some things, but you know why he prunes? So he can put more crookedness in us. He can grow. He breaks some things off not to say, no, you're bad. He breaks things off because he says, you got a little straight. I got to put some more crook in you. Because I want you to even bear more fruit. How much fruit can you get off one branch? I don't know. It depends on the tree. All we want to do is be one branch our fruit is limited. But when we have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, hundreds of branches in our life, the more branches, the more fruit. Are you connected to Jesus or not? You say, well, I come come here on Sunday mornings. No, no, you may come here on Sunday mornings and you may wave your branch and it may look alive but there's no connection when you get up tomorrow morning and you start your day what's the first thing you do the first thing you do is go am I still connected to the tree is the first thing you do is scan and make sure there's nothing that's breaking the connections do you know my wife has a plant that was given to her when her father died And it was given to her by Sister Naria and the staff here at Crofton Middle School. The sweet ladies in the front in the front of the uh, the staff sent my wife a a plant on behalf of Crofton Middle School when her father passed away. My wife will tell you she 's not a botanist, but that plant we have it's still in our house today. We're, we're living with our parents. It's still there. That thing has stayed alive, Sister Maria, for two years, over two years now. There was a point in time where she walked in one day and it looked like it was dead. And she got upset because it was a memory of all of that with her father. And she got upset and she's like the trees, that the, the plant, Joe, look, it's dying. But she went in there and she... Move some deadness out of there and move some things around. And next thing you know, a couple weeks later, brand new life began to spring out. And we found the other day, it wasn't too long ago, she was studying it and looking at it. There's this whole brand new sprout that came out of that plant that wasn't even a part of the original plant somehow in the mixing of soil and the and the taking care of it it created a whole new plant coming out am i correct on that a brand new plant coming out because there was some deadness that got taken out but it wasn't deadness taken out so that we can make it everything look pretty it was deadness taken out so more fruit Can you just take a moment right now and just close your eyes in this moment? And just, it's a a closet door moment in this place right now. What I mean by that is I mean that the Bible says the eyes are the windows of the soul. Sometimes you got to close the blinds, block out the outside. So it's just you and Jesus. In this closet door moment, can you just be honest with yourself Some of us can't do that very well. Sometimes I have to admit that's not my strong suit. Honesty with myself. So I I pray today that it's not just you examining. I pray today that the the word of God and the the power of the Holy Ghost is, is shining into your heart right now. But can you sincerely examine yourself and ask, am I connected? We've already discovered it's okay to be crooked. But to be crooked, you gotta be connected. Let's not lose our crookedness, but the most important thing today is we've got to be connected. Are you connected? Are there some things in you that may have lost connection? Are there some areas that you have said, you know what? You know what, I'm not as connected to him as I used to be. I, I'm not connected. I'm not talking about you coming here on Sunday morning. You can, be, you can come here every Sunday and be disconnected. Coming here does not make you connected. It's a part of it, but it's not all of it. I'm not talking about a Sunday. I'm talking about are you connected on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on, on, a, on, a, on a Friday night? Are you still connected? Everybody can get connected on Sunday morning, but where are you on Tuesday at 3 o'clock? Are you connected? You say, well, at 3 o'clock on Tuesday, I'm working. I, I'm, not, I'm not praying. I didn't say anything about prayer. When you're connected, you know where your source comes from. It doesn't come from you. It doesn't come from this world. Your source comes from Jesus. I wonder if today, as God has spoken into this room, is there anybody that God has begun to talk to you about Some areas of disconnecting that you're willing right now just at your seat to lift your hands and just begin to tell Jesus, Lord, I want to be connected to you. And as those things come to your mind, you can begin to say, God, take these things. Forgive me of these things. I release these things. Not so I can be straight, but so I can be connected. Is there anybody in here right now? God's talking to you you could just lift your hands right where you are and you, you don't have to get up, you don't have to stand. It's just an acknowledgement and an outward expression that Jesus is talking to your heart and say, God, I just want to be connected. Can you just do that right now? Come on, that's beautiful. All over this place right now, I can feel it. There's a, there's a pull in the spirit. God is reaching out would you reach back to him right now in the name of Jesus? Oh, Father, I, this is not my word. This is your word. This is not my thought. This is your thought. I pray right now in your name that you would move right now and a spirit of connection would come. In this place. Come on, that's it. I feel, I feel, I feel some of you beginning to connect with your faith. Sister, Sister Wright pl- talked about it earlier today. About some of us being weary and tired. Come on, begin to give that to God. Begin to turn that over to God. Say, oh God, I'm weary. I'm tired. I've let doubt creep in. Not so that you can get straight. It's so you can get connected. Not so that you can remove the crooked places. It's so that you can get connected back to the source. Father, I pray right now, let there be a spirit of connection that flows in this place right now, that we would look at you, and that we would see you, and we would say, Lord, connect me to you. Because we got to be connected, folks. We've got to be connected. And can we do this? Because I believe connection is not only vertically. I believe connection happens horizontally. Would you reach over to somebody nearby you? And would you take them by the hand or put your hand on their shoulder? And can we connect horizontally as we also connect vertically in this place? Part of connection... And being connected is not just being connected vertically. It's also connecting horizontally. You can't connect vertically if you're not also connected horizontally. It all works together. It all works together. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, let a spirit of connection flow in this place. Let a spirit of connection move in this place. Oh, I bind every spirit of isolation. I bind every spirit of aloneness. Very spirit of loneliness I would warn this room. I lose the spirit of connection. Connect to the brothers and sisters. Connect to the family of God. Connection. Hallelujah! Oh, Jesus. Hey, in the name of Jesus. Come on, just another few minutes. Can we just pray for our brothers and sisters all over this place? Can you just connect with those around you? Just for another minute or so. There's something that happens when we begin to connect with one another. As we connect with Jesus, there's something powerful that takes place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, there's strength when we connect. There's hope when we connect. There's life when we connect. It all happens in connection. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, connect us like never before with you. Connect us like never before with with each other, Jesus. Let there be a spirit of connection. Let there be a let there be a, a a desire for connection like never before in this body, connecting to you, connecting to each other. Oh, if you're not still praying, would you just stand and lift your hands? Those of you, if you're still praying, you could pray. But if you're not praying, would you just stand and lift your hands all over this place to Jesus? Come on, let's just do that right now. One more time, can we reach our branches to him? Can we reach out our our crooked places to him one more time and just connect to him in this place? Is our God? Sing with me, how great is our God? And all will see how great, how great is our God. Come on, let the crooked tree sing it. How great. Is our God sing with me? How great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. All oh, at the crooked places say it, How great is our God and sing with me how great is our God and all will see how great how great is our God he's the name above all names you are worthy of all praise. And our heart will see how great is our God. He's the name above all names. That's the crooked places. You are worthy of All praise. And my heart will see how great is our God. Oh, one more time from the crooked places. You're the name above all names. You are worthy of all praise. And my heart will see How great is our God. One more time, just say, how great is our God. How great is our God, sing with me, how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. Can we just lift our hands one more time, and let's just love Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Turn to somebody and look at them with a smile and say, I'm crooked and I'm connected. Tell somebody, I'm crooked and I'm connected. Praise God. God bless you. Let's go our small group today and be crooked and connected in small group. Let's get the chairs and things taken down. God bless you.